All right, welcome to quarter three, day 50. Today we're looking at Mark chapter nine in our year-long study of the New Testament. And uh, chapter nine included lots of words from Jesus to his disciples about healing, about what's important. Uh, And there was a big scene uh, about transfiguration. I'll go ahead and read the verses two through 13 in that. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus's appearance was transformed and his clothes became dazzling white, far whiter than any earthly bleach could ever make them. Then Elijah and Moses appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter exclaimed, Rabbi, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He said he said this because he didn't really know what else to say, for they were all terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they saw only Jesus with them. As they went back down the mountain, he told them not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept it to themselves, but they often asked each other what he meant by rising from the dead. Then they asked him, why did the teachers of religious law insist that Elijah must return before the Messiah comes? Jesus responded, Elijah is indeed coming first to get everything ready. Yet why did the scriptures say that the Son of Man must suffer greatly and be treated with utter contempt? But I tell you, Elijah has already come, and they chose to abuse him, just as the scriptures predicted. It's it's interesting um, reading in this chapter about the disciples and, and hearing what Jesus said to them. They didn't really understand a lot of what he was doing sometimes. He he even occasionally scolds uh, you know, them and others for not believing the right way. Um, in other verses of the chapter he's he's healing a demon possessed uh boy and scolds the people a little bit for being faithless, you know, and reminds them that anything is possible when a person believes even healing from sickness or demon possession. Over this last weekend um, at church, um, our pastor's message uh, was about being aware of what is influencing or shaping your thinking. And I thought about that a little bit as I read through this chapter. Jesus was always shaping his disciples' thinking, teaching them, helping them understand a little bit about what was to come. He wasn't always super clear and straightforward about it. He let them, you know, try to figure it out on their own a little bit, which is interesting. You know, I, I, he certainly probably could have um, spelled it out for him, you know, a little bit more clearly, like you'd spell something out for a you know, a, a young person, you're trying to make sure they understand, but that's that's not the way he chose to do it. Sometimes he would give them a little bit 
and a little, you know, a little bit more. And it was a process, I think, for them over time, even after Jesus was gone, to understand some of what he had said. Um, it's uh, So it's the same for us, right? Sorry, it took me a second. God doesn't just do it for us. We have to figure some things out on our own in life. Um, back to what I was going to, to say about the pastor's message uh, at, at, in the sermon at, at church yesterday. At his point about being aware of what shapes your thinking was was very interesting to me, and he, and he gave a good analogy. He was talking about going river rafting and how exciting and fun that is, but if, that if you didn't have a guide, you would probably get tossed out of your raft and, you know, maybe thrown against the rocks and die, you know, or drown or whatever. The, it, the, the guide in the raft is such an important and essential part of a successful rafting trip. He sits at the back, he shouts out instructions, and the people in the raft listen and are able to navigate better through the treacherous waters if they listen. And that's what Jesus, I think, was trying to do with his disciples and, and with all the people, other people, you know, not just his 12 apostles, but to all the people he spoke to, and even to us today. And later on in the chapter, in verse 35, um, Jesus is teaching his disciples, and he said to them, whoever wants to be first must take the last place and be the servant of everyone else. And I think that's such a great verse in this chapter and such an important concept that Jesus was teaching them and teaching us today as we read the Gospels. Just like the, the guide on the river raft, Jesus is our guide through life. If we take on the river without a guide, it can get ugly pretty quick. And that the value of a guide in our lives, Jesus as our guide, is it's it's, it's invaluable. I mean, it is incredibly valuable. So I hope that's good stuff to think about today. I'll go ahead and go into prayer for us. <clears throat> Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus, for your words. Uh, that we get to read about uh, in the Gospels and what they teach us about the importance of being humble and putting others first. Help us to take that lesson to heart and to do that in our own lives, in our own relationships, and uh, to remember to let you guide us uh, through every twist and turn as we go through life and not just let the, the river of life just you know, take us, take us wherever it wants to go. Let's, let's, uh, let's help us to remember to listen to you and, and help guide ourselves where you want us to go down that river. Thank you for, uh, your love and your teaching. And, uh, we just thank you for what you did for us on the cross. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Have a great day.